Blog Talk Radio. Hello world, this is Billy B.J. Jones, the host of B.J. Speaks and creator of Everyday Folks Radio. We're live tonight on Tuesday, March, I'm saying February, March 2nd, 2021, for another exciting episode of B.J. Speaks, The Conversation With. If at any time you'd like to speak to me or my esteemed guest during this live podcast, please call me at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And I recognize that many of you, in keeping in the spirit of our show, are not shy when you prefer to inbox your questions, comments, or requests. Well, I got my inbox open on my second screen here at at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten with everydayfolks with an S, listen at gmail.com. I do have my Instagram feed open at drbillyjones as well if you want to send me some love there too. Few announcements before we get started in the formal introduction to our esteemed author today. Shout out to South Florida Writers Association. Continue to do incredible things. I'm a proud member. Coming up May 15th is the 11th annual Mango, Mango Writers Conference. Check it out. In addition, I have to give a shout out to my institution, Broward College. Broward College will be hosting its sixth annual festival of music, film, literature, and art which is a celebration of the arts and letters from, from March 9th through the 19th. Visit our website, and you can put in that keyword search festival. You hit our landing page to see the lineup of amazing 12 events. And included within those events are actual t- a one-day conference, which is next Friday, a writer's conference. But this year, it's a little exclusive for only um, BC members only. But if you're a student, faculty, staff, or a member, we, we want you to participate, and it's free. Everything is free. And then lastly... Just a reminder what's coming up in my world. Coming up on Friday, March 12th, is the next episode of Fright Talk, our series that is really kicking off here, talking about everything horror and suspense. And so our next topic in the spirit of Women's History Month is a conversation on women serial killers. Hope you'll join us for that frighteningly, that frighteningly good show. And now for our esteemed speaker and, and author, I'm very excited about this this moment because it's been a year in the coming, and he's probably going to laugh about that, and we, we chided about it over the year. And so you're going to meet an exciting and amazing author, and his name is Brandon Vega. Brandon Vega is a Miami, Florida native. He graduated, graduated from Fairmont State University in West Virginia. He is a part of the Phi Alpha Theta History Honor Society. He discovered the passion for writing by jotting down his deepest, most intimate thoughts allowing himself to have an outlet to express his experience, experiences through poetry and storytelling. He is the founder of the Eaton Project, and that's E-A-T-N Project, a nonprofit organization that focuses on satisfying the hunger for success and posit- positivity through enlightenment. enlightenment. Vega's mission is to inspire and to develop youth by sharing the power of resiliency, perseverance, and persistence. I mean, that's the power of the P's and the R's there, sir. Welcome to the show, Brandon Vega. How are you today? Thank you so much, Billy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, I have to say I I salute you. You are a man of many, many, many trades, sir. You are currently 
you know, taking time away from your busy graduate schedule in order to have this conversation with me. So I'm very grateful, grateful for you and continue to good work in all that you're doing. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, you know, uh, you know, things got to get done, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this was a great opportunity that I wanted to take advantage of. And, you know, my professor was kind enough to, you know, let me step away to uh, handle my business. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for her. And again, I'm thankful to be here. That's super great. Shout out to your, your, your instructor, especially. And I like to say this, you know, when I've came across your work, I mean, first of all, this, this acronym is just amazing. And I'm sure everyone tells you it's so catchy. And I'm, I look at your social media feed. You are your master at this branding, sir. So congratulations to that. So when I see the Eaton, E-A-T-N, what does that mean? What is Eaton? Should I be eating? <laughs> I mean, yeah, every every we 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 all should be eating, man. Everybody should be eating, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, yeah, I just you know thought about my upbringing and my environment, and uh, you know what most of us thrived on, and what you know motivated most, mm-hmm. and uh, that was you know to be doing well, you know, and whatever it was that you was doing, and uh, you know, especially when it came to getting money, you know, everybody wanted to you know, have money to be able to have nice things and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So when people had mm-hmm. money, we refer we refer to that person, you know, say, oh, oh, he eating, she eating, you know. So, you know, just thinking about the word, I just tried to, you know, come up with a, you know, more positive, you know, uh, light on it, you know, opposed to just keeping it, you know, in our environment, you know, I wanted to make it universal. So as I was, you know, having a phone conversation with uh, a brother of mine, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Dre Burnett, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just was trying to motivate him as he was getting prepared for his, uh, you know, junior year in college as he was getting ready for, to play basketball. And I was like, man, you got to mm-hmm. eat this year. You got to eat. So then mm-hmm. I started playing when I was like, eating, eating, exist above the noise. And, you know, I just, that's how it was born, you know, existing above the noise is to not get distracted or deterred from your, you know, your goals mm-hmm. and just, you know, staying focused in this race of life. Oh, I think it's amazing. And I love the fact that, let you know, first of all, you are like an incubator of great one-liners. So, any folks, if you're listening live right now, this is something you can go right now and put in eating right now and put it in. But StartEating.com is the place to go. But I got to talk about this awesome book cover. And that is in, in the title, Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel. So what's the origin of this amazing title? Oh, man, uh, you know, it's a crazy story because this wasn't even supposed to be the title of the book, but it just happened, man. Uh, one thing oh. I learned throughout this one thing I learned throughout this process was, uh, you know, like they say, you know, when you make plans, God laughs. So, uh, you know, I had, I had all these other different ideas, but, you know, uh, the universe, you know, put it in me to, you know, produce this. So, uh, you know, just thinking about, you know, again, the environment that I, you know, derived from, you know, I just, you know, I want to shine a positive light on the communities we come from because we get such a bad rap and, you know, this stigma is, you know, placed on us and it's like it's not even like that, you know. Uh, like I said at the end of the book, we just need opportunities and resources and, you know, for people that care. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of diamonds in, you know, in our community. You know, we just have to be, you know, activated. You know what I'm saying? So, um, with with that with that being said, you know, the whole evolution of a rebel part was just, you know, just thinking about me personally. You know, I always, mm-hmm. you know, went against the grain. I just never, you know, wanted to do what people told me to do. You know, if you were telling me the right thing to do, I would do the mm-hmm. wrong thing on purpose because I just didn't like the thought of somebody telling me what to do. So understanding that, you know, 
throughout life, as we grow, we must evolve. And uh, as we evolve, we must continue to try to become our better selves. So, you know, as I'm, you know, growing as a man, you know, I still like to think that I'm, you know, shedding that, you know, rebellious skin, you know, as right. a teenager, as an adolescent, excuse me. I think it's great. And I want to give a shout out to David Campbell, your illustrator for the cover of this book. This is a, yeah, it's sure. interesting. Shout out to David. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm looking at it. That that looks like you on the cover, right? That's supposed to be a character, you know, an icon of you. And and I love what what, it, what it's saying here. The colors are very striking. I mean, it's just fabulous. And I do what I do have to ask this though. You know, when we look at the subtitle "Evolution of a Rebel," were you a rebel at one point? You know, you, you alluded to it a bit in your your your, your response right now. But do you identify with that word "rebel" as well? Because I guess. When I look at Ghetto Conscious, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, it's, 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 a, it's a self-help book, but it's also inspiring with remnants or reflections of your own life, right? Right. Right. Yes. So, um, yeah, um, basically like everything you just said, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, was a, I was a rebel in my own right. You know, I wouldn't say I was a, you know, bad kid. I was involved in street activities and stuff like that. Um, I had a lot of friends that participated in those type of that activities, but again, in my own right, you know, I wasn't, a, uh, you know, a saint. You know, uh, I did, you know, what kids do. You know what I mean? So, I yeah, just, yeah. you know, again, tried to create something that you know can be reflective of, uh, you know, the little boy and little girl that looks like me. You know, uh, even from the picture that I took, you know, on the back of the book, I, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. you know. I just wanted it to be something that, you know, is, you know, a child, you know, that looks like me is able to gravitate to and would care to, you know, be interested into, you know, reading this book and, and again, you know, trying to, you know, learn from the lessons that I, you know, put in the book. I love the fact here on your, on, on your website, and I'm glancing at it here live, folks, and you got to check this out. You got to go to StartEden.com so you can see what I'm looking at. And he talks a bit not only about the incredible work, and of course there are ways in which you can book him, so I support that too. But I love some of the messages that you have, which are echoed or permeating, permeating from the book, such as have a vision, right? Believe in yourself and stay motivated and control what you can control. Oh, I like that one especially. You know, as, I'm, as I read your book and I, and I continue to survey it, I see that there are different aspects of my life infused in moments in the, in the, in the work. And so what's neat about your work to me is that it's more than just, it's not just an average book. It's really something that helps you take on you know, and, and evaluate and take the self-check through life's journey. Because there are moments in life when you're only focusing on the vision, right? Are there only moments yeah. in life where you're staying focused or motivated? But at some point, all these dimensions of not only the work, but also your nonprofit, they all seem to meet in, this, in a common place. And that is helping our children especially become better people. And I, 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 I give you props on that. Of all these principles, though, I, I do have a good question for you. Though. Listen to carefully here. Out of all these great principles that are embodied within the work that you do, which one is resonating with you right now in your own life? Oh, man. Wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a phenomenal question. Uh, that's a very great question, Billy. But uh, I would say, man, control what you can control. You know, oh, wow. uh, that's where I would you know, say that, you know, I'm trying to live by currently as we speak in this present moment, you know, just understanding that I only can, you know, do what I'm able to do, you know, uh, trying to, you know, do other jobs that, you know, above my pay grade, you know, mm-hmm. I 
Mm-hmm. I just got to, you know, stay in my lane and, you know, do the best that I can with what I have and, you know, understanding that, you know, as long as I'm continuing to progress, you know, uh, I, I, I inch closer, you know, to the to the finish line, you know. So just, again, standing within my realm and doing whatever I'm capable of, of doing. Wow. It sounds like my life. <laughs> it does. I'm always saying to students, Brandon, I'm always saying to them, listen, I can, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. We have a, a higher force and, and, and faith-based systems, of course, that guide many of us. But at the end of the day, I can only control what Billy does. And if I let the outside influences impact the journey or the path I'm driving on, then I'll never reach that destination. And so I love the idea of controlling what you control. That's where I'm at right now. Not that anything is negative, but there are a lot of external distractions right now, right, that are keeping folks from those goals. And the the obvious one, we won't say the P word called pandemic. (laughs) We won't say Uh the P word (laughs) But I do have to ask this, though. You know, you, you published this work before the pandemic. And so now that people are in this unprecedented time of their lives, and as a historian, you know, and I'm sure you're just as fascinated as appalled as, as well, you know, with how things are working. But have you found yourself further reflecting on your own book's messages as it relates to the pandemic? Um, yeah, kind of, kind of, sort of. Uh, I, yeah. I just think of it as, you know, just one of those, you know, hurdles or obstacles that comes along with life. You know, uh, this is something that, you know, nobody expected or, you know, nobody could have, you know, guessed guessed of, you know. But at the same time, we just have to make sure we, again, going back to control what you can control, you know, doing Mm -hmm. what you can do, you know, during this time. But, you know, as I sit and reflect on, you know, some of, you know, the lessons that I placed in this book, you know, it can be applied to, you know, again, existing above the noise, just, you know, staying staying focused despite what's going on around you. Because like you said, externally, you know, there there is a lot of things going on uh, as far as, you know, just the world, you know, the, 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 the people, you know, all type of things are happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, you just have to stay, you know, focused in these times and, you know, do the best you can to stay safe and, you know, move forward like that. Well said. And, folks, there are other – I have to share their other, I'm going to read them all, Brandon, if you don't mind, these awesome principles that are infused, even though the book itself, folks, is for youth, I think it's applicable to everybody. Everyone, regardless of age, can do some self-checking. And there are some others that I love to, such as cultivate a positive self-image, take action, get around supportive people, eliminate distractions, and of course, respect your own path. That These are the messages that are uniquely, may, 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 may not necessarily be spoken or illustrated in the context of what we're saying right now um, at, for adults. But these, this is the ultimate message is getting folks to realize that they too, regardless of age, can exist above the noise. And folks, those yeah. of you who are listening live tonight, you're listening live to Brandon Vega, who is the author of Ghetto Conscious. And I really hope that you'll call in. And in fact, Brandon, we got not calls, but we got a ton of emails that are already flooding in. So see, see your popularity. I got to bring you back more to the show, brother. But for those of you who would still like to send in those messages, please do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or hit me up on, on DM on Instagram at drbillyjones. And if you want to call in, I do like some live calls. I wonder where every once in a while we get a few here, Brandon, and we'll try to take those. My, my inbox is standing by and my voice line, too, at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. 
So, Brandon, I got a few questions for you, and these questions are coming in from all around the globe. So some folks, they sometimes tell us where they are geographically, but most don't. They just get to the heart or essence of what they want to ask. So we'll just take it as it is, okay? Okay, okay. So here comes our first question. This one's from Jonathan. Thank you for listening, Jonathan. And he wants to know, Brandon, who or what inspired you to write this book? Wow. Uh, thank you, Jonathan, for that question. I really appreciate it. Uh, man, uh, what inspired me to write this book was uh, my job. You know, I work at a at a charter school down here in, mm-hmm. in Miami. And, uh, you know, being around these kids who, you know, are, are doing everything they can to, uh, you know, get graduated, to, you know, get on in life, to be successful people. You know, I just think about, you know, you know, the times when I was in their shoes and thinking about, you know, my experiences and, uh, you know, just reminiscing, you know, spending a lot of time reminiscing about, you know, the times of being in middle school and elementary and high school and the friends that I had and, you know, thinking about people who didn't make it and, uh, you know, those who did, who, you know, you probably probably didn't think, you know, would make it. So, uh, you know, the kids at my job motivated me and I wrote most of this book, you know, at work. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So you had, it's almost like your job, you know, and I, I, I see this as well as a fellow educator. Our classrooms are our life laboratories, right? And we get these yeah. exposures to all these incredible line, individuals, people, children, in your case. And what's interesting is that when you're in that moment, you're sitting there and you're reflecting on your own journey because you remember what it was like sitting in their seats, right? And so... Yeah. The difference here, though, is that you're now the authority figure when you're now in a position of opportunity of, and, and, of course, influence. And that's super neat that you're able to use that and also make that connection with, you know, with the lives of the students that you're teaching. And, Jonathan, I got to share this as well. You know what inspired me to read, the, to pick up the book? What is, you know, and I, and I, and I have, and I, Brandon's going to kill me. I have not read it yet. You know, and I've, I've only seen remnants of parts of it. And Dr. Morris, I want to thank you for keeping me on in check in that regard. But I think that's even better because that means that Brandon Vega can come back for part two. <laughs> but I also want to share this. It captivated me, Jonathan, and I hope you'll pick up a copy because there's a message for all inside. I got another question coming in for you, Brandon. This is from Jessica. And she says, I love the idea of eating. And see, we got to see it. You know, tell them, you know, Brandon, my fellow 305 brother, okay? You know, folks don't realize, you know, when you're from the South, you can't, you can't say eating, right? We eating, okay? You eating. <laughs> For sure. For sure. For sure, exactly. right? And so yeah. her question, her question, here it goes. How do you practice eating in your own life, Brandon? Wow. Thank you so much for that question. You know, that's something that I try to, you know, make sure I stay, you know, grounded, you know, in sometimes when I'm struggling, you know, uh, mentally, uh, you know, I have great mentors, you know, like the Dr. Morris's other world and, you know, the Kenny Browns and, you know, the Charles Timmons and, you know, all of those guys, Gladwin, you know, Dimbo, you know, I got a lot of great guys, you know, that I can call and, you know, get some advice from, you know, when I'm dealing with, you know, rough things. But, you know, I'm a human at the end of the day. And, you know, when I find myself struggling, I remind myself that, you know, you got to practice what you preach. You can't be trying to motivate and inspire others to start eating if you ain't eating. So, uh, you know, again, that, and it goes into the mission statement of just, you know, embracing all pressure and challenges along this journey. I mean, there's going to be, you know, ups and downs, you know, peaks and valleys, but you got to, you know, make sure you, you're doing what you need to do to, you know, get through. Mm, I love it. And in fact, it, it kind of connects back to one of the principles that I've seen of your work where it talks about getting around supportive people. 
and I, and that's so important. And show me who your friends are. Show me who your associates are, at least in our stage of life, right, Brandon? You show me who you really are, right? <laughs> and so right. the tribe runs, it, it runs deep and it runs seriously, but it's also an incredible diverse group. So I'm and I'm, I'm honored to now call you one of mine, and 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 you're one of you know mine and yours. You know we're each other's tribe. And I want to give a shout out to Dr. Morris. Shout out to Dr. Morris. For those of you who do not know him, Dr. Rob Morris is is everything. You know, you can go on and you can learn more about him on the social media page. What you can also do is listen to the podcast. We, he and I had a conversation back in November 2020, right in the midst of the chaos, and right before the elections, actually, to talk about some incredible things that are going on. So go back into the archive on Google Play or on Apple Podcasts or on Blog Talk Archive and check it out. So here comes another question for you, Brandon. This one's from Brenda, and Brenda wants to know, your book is subtitled Evolution of a Rebel. We kind of talked about this already, but she wanted to know what does that mean to you? Uh, thank you so much, uh, Brenda, for that question. Um, I, uh, Evolution of a Rebel to me is, you know, just somebody that's, you know, in the state of mind of not understanding at a point in their life. And, um, you know, as they grow and, uh, you know, develop, you know, mentally, physically, and, uh, you know, hopefully spiritually, you know, they start to learn and understand that, you know, uh, life is about, you know, evolving and, uh, you know, changing yourself up, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, adapt, you know, to any environment that, that, that you're in, you know, and it starts with education. You know, everything starts with education at the uh, beginning of the day. And um, it's imperative that we, you know, feed our minds. That's why, you know, eating is, you know, literal and, you know, metaphoric. You know, uh, the the whole concept is, you know, everything is mental. You know, the universe moves mentally. So that's why it's important for us to educate ourselves and, you know, be enlightened to learn. Mm. That's impressive. And, and Brenda, I have to share this. You can learn more by picking up this book. You can easily order a copy. You can do it right now, Brenda. In fact, if you're right now listening on a mobile device, you probably can go ahead and punch in the options of StarEden.com. Go ahead and check it out and, and obtain your copy today. I think you won't be disappointed. And, and, and I got to share this, Brandon. Brandon, two things. One, I have a cousin. I'm the first of 20 grandkids, okay? And I mm-hmm. have a cousin whose name is Brandon. Number 20, his name is Brandon. <laughs> felt exactly <laughs> the same way. Two, I see that you were an athlete, and I saw this as well. I shout out to you and your podcast interview um, that I saw as well. You, you've been making the rounds, you know, digitally, and that's so impressive. And I, got, I listened to the entire show. It was almost an hour, actually. And, and one of the things that came in between you and the host and the show, you discussed very much so your interest and in how, how athletics really made a difference in your life. And so could you share a little more about that? Because, you know, there, what type of athletics were you in, engaged with and how did sports or athleticism help encourage you or stay the course? Oh, man, uh, sports did everything for my life. Uh, you know, like I talked about in the book, you know, my dad put me in the sports when I was very young. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, sports, you know, gives you, a, uh, you know, some form of structure and discipline. And it does a lot of things for you um, that's very positive. So from the time I was seven years old, you know, I was, uh, you know, put in the football. And, uh, you know, as I got older, I played a little bit of basketball and, baseball and like I say in the book as well you know I transitioned over to you know loving uh, basketball full time and I always tell people that you know basketball saved my life you know I, I had great parents 
you know, um, but at the same time, you know, your parents can't be with you everywhere and they can't protect you from everything. So as I, you know, had to, you know, be able to, you know, avoid certain dangers of, you know, our communities that we come from and, you know, just, you know, outwitting, you know, the environment, you know, I had an opportunity to, you know, travel on the weekends and stuff, you know, when I, you know, played basketball and I got a chance to go out of town and I played with, you know, a few kids that, you know, came from different uh, environments, you know, they were more privileged and, you know, they had, you know, more, a little more than, you know, what I had and especially, you know, you know, those of my friends that I knew. So, you know, just getting a chance to be around people that, you know, comes from different backgrounds and stuff like that, I got a chance to see early, you know, that, you know, certain things in life are attainable and you can, you know, get to it if you work hard. So, mm-hmm. like I said, basketball gave me the opportunity to travel and meet different people, and I just learned how to adapt in, uh, you know, different environments. So, you know, I wouldn't be here if it was not, you know, for sports. So I'm thankful that my dad, you know, uh, allowed that to be a big part of my life, you know, because, again, you know, there's no telling, you know, what I would be doing now if I wasn't involved in sports. And ultimately, too, you know, basketball – you know, paid for me to go to college. You know, I was on, you know, a full scholarship. My parents didn't have to pay a dime, and that was, you know, all because I was blessed with an ability to, you know, play basketball. So I'm thankful for that. I noticed on the cover of the book, of all the images that I see there, I noticed that the the colors, and I'm going to use the symbolism behind it. There's orange, which to me signifies, like, the sport, the basketball, at least. And then but yet you chose, you know, the orange was the highlight, but you're holding the, the character on the front. And I, I, I consider it's you. <laughs> uh, the character's holding a book. Why did you choose a book? It's an awesome symbol. Why did I choose a book? So, uh, yeah, no, the, the orange on the cover of the book uh, has nothing to do with uh, a basketball. Uh, it oh, has okay. everything to do with yeah, it has everything to do with Carroll City. You know, uh, that's where I'm from. Ah, uh, um, yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 in my heart and uh and I and I really really care about that community and um uh, you know everything I do is 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 you know for that community and to make everybody that's from there that knows me uh proud you know I take great pride in in that so uh the orange is uh you know for that and you know again you know you got the black and white so Carroll City colors are orange black and white so. Um, you know, the reason why I chose the, you know, the book instead of putting the basketball in, in, in the kid's hand is because, you know, a book is more powerful. You know, uh, that door is cracked open because the only thing that can get you in there is that knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Without that, you mm-hmm. can't get in there. You know, and if you want to stay in there, you got to make sure that you're educating yourself to be able to go to, you know, different levels, you know, inside that, you know, room. You know what I'm saying? Because there's different floors everywhere, but you you can't access everywhere if you don't have the knowledge to, you know, bypass the, you know, the front door. So that's, you know, kind of, you know, was my thinking and, you know, David's thinking as we, you know, brainstormed and talked about, you know, you know, the cover of the book, you know, David is a genius. He always just took my ideas and just kind of ran with it. So, you know, again, that wasn't even, and that cover of the book wasn't even the original cover of the book. So again, like I said, this whole thing was a process. And I have fun doing it, man. I really did. You know, it's funny. I have a David, too, Brandon. My artist, my graphic designer for my book covers, his name is David Alexander Taylor. I'll tell you, there's something good <laughs> in the name David, even biblically, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also have to share to folks, so if you're joining live now, 
You're listening to me, Billy B.J. Jones, here on Everyday Folks, where B.J. speaks a conversation with Brandon Vega, the author of Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel. And if you'd like to speak to him or me during this live podcast, I see there we've got a couple of folks who are calling in. We're going to try to get one of our callers in in a moment, Brandon. But you can call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And then if you're shy and you prefer to inbox me with your questions, you can go ahead and send them at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And, Brandon, we have like nine more questions to go, by the way. So we'll do our best, folks, to try to reach them. We're going to honor the time and respect the time with our esteemed guests. But we do appreciate your continued love. And, don't forget to pick up the book. Go to startedon.com and pick it up right now. And so, Brandon, you know, we're already halfway, a, a, a halfway in of the show, you know, an hour halfway in. And, and it's, it's amazing that right now I feel like we've known each other forever. It's funny, and, and I have to say this. I engaged with you via, via email all, for a whole a year plus, right? And, right. And, and Brandon Vega, folks, came out. He was part of the 2020 Festival of Music, Film, Literature, and Art. He was one of the, the teaser events that opened that February, March of last year. And I also have to salute him because it was right before life, before BC, meaning before COVID. And so we're very grateful that you're healthy and that you're doing well and you're still thriving with your work, Brandon. And here comes a question from Todd. He wants to know a little bit about your creative process. Here goes. He says, describe your creative and production process. How did you come up with such a cool, you know, a cool concept? Oh, uh, thank you, Todd, for that question. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, actually the character was created, you know, a kid in my, again, every, all this started at my job, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my job because uh, if I wasn't working there, I don't think this work would have been created. But a kid that's an artist, he drew a picture, he drew a picture that looked similar to me, and um, and he, and, but the the picture that he drew was kind of gory, and um, I was like, wow, man, this is amazing, and um, you know, I fell in love with the whole imagery. So you know, as I started to conceptualize, you know, these different ideas and stuff, I was just thinking about, you know, uh, making this character, you know, super relatable, same time through the art you know, telling a story. I mean, I think if you take the words out of the book, I think you can still tell a story with just the images. Um, so, again, going back to the concept, it just, you know, tries to, like, you know, think of it as a movie reel. You know, you're just spinning that reel and you're seeing these different, you know, images with these words. And, uh, you know, I just, like I say, man, I'm thankful for David. You know, he was a huge, huge part, obviously, as the illustrator. And, uh, you know, it was a team effort. Mm, impressive. Congratulations again. So, Brandon, we're going to see if we can get one of our listeners in on the show. Hold on one second. I'm cla- I'm, you're live now on BJ Speaks, the conversation with Brandon Vegas, Billy BJ Jones. With whom are we speaking? Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Dr. Morris. How are you, Dr. Jones? <laughs> Twice in one day, it must be my lucky day. <laughs> It is, it is, Dr. Jones. I just wanted to say a huge shout-out to um, um, Brandon for being on your show, and thank you, Dr. Jones, for this wonderful podcast as I listen. And wanted to, you know, kind of have Brandon, have a question for Brandon and myself as we, you know, continue to share um, this this knowledge and this power, you know, with others across the world. Mm -hmm. So can I ask a question? Go for it. 
so my question to you, you know, Brandon, is that you wrote this book, you know, um, Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel, and I know you came last year to BC for our music, film, and literature, and arts festival, and I know students kind of loved it. Is, is there a part of the book that you can say is the essence of maybe your own life and told your own story, you know, and how can others use this process to kind of help them overcome any adversities they may be dealing with even in their lives? Wow, that's a very loaded, complex question, Dr. Morris. Thank you for that. <laughs> but uh, Gotta do it. I, 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 think, I think that, you know, I mean, it's hard to really, you know, pick a specific part because every part was so uh, instrumental in, in my development and my thinking and the way I am to this day. But I think, you know, uh, maybe like, you know, just thinking about Chapter 14 and New Day, you know, that, 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 that concept of, like, you know, New Day and knowing that, you know, hopefully tomorrow, if, you know, granted the opportunity, you know, by God, you know, will be better, you know, and it's an opportunity to continue to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You know, and New Day just comes from, you know, my good friend who, uh, you know, that got killed uh, um, almost two years ago. Um, he was a next-door neighbor of mine. And uh, he just will always say new day. Uh, you know, every anytime he got ready to hang up the phone with me, or anytime he was getting ready to leave, you know, whatever case may be, he will always say new day, soldier. You know, and again, just looking forward to that new day. Uh, I w- I would think that because I end the book with a question, you know, uh, and it and it ends with you know which life will you choose, and that ultimately gives you know the person who's finishing the book, you know, to make a decision, you know. If you want your life to be this way or if you want your life to be that way, you know, ultimately, you know, you have the choice. So I, I think that piece uh, resonates with me, you know, the most, especially in this mindset that I'm in right now in my current state. Oh, that was amazing. And thank you, Dr. Morris, for all your continued love and support. And, folks, go back and listen to the podcast that we did, right, Dr. Morris, on your show back in November. You take care, okay? Thanks. And so, Brandon, you know, as we, as we, you know, move forward here, I recognize that folks are going to identify with you in, at, at several levels. One, you know, obviously as a black man who has made and persevered and still growing, right? And then two, now as an accomplished author and, of course, an athlete, too. And so many students from different communities and kids from different communities are going to resonate with your message and who you are. So here comes a question from Kathy. This is a good one. I'm going to read it slowly so you can take in each part. She says, I want to write a book, but I'm afraid of the negative feedback I may receive from others. Have you experienced this? And what advice do you give first-time published authors about the book publishing process? Thank you so much for that question, Kathy. Uh, I would say this. You know, you can't worry about what anybody's going to say or do uh, when when it's put in your spirit to, you know, create art, you know, uh, you got to do it. You know, you can't worry about, you know, people criticizing your work. You know, at the end of the day, you, you, you was blessed with this idea to create something. And, um, again, it was uh, a thought, you know, to be created. So it could be critique or, you know, love. So you can't come in with the mindset that uh, you're worried about the negative, you know, side of it. You know, you have to know that anything you're about to produce is great work. And, um, you know, so what? Some some people are not going to like it, and some people will, you know, or nobody won't like it. But at the end of the day, it wasn't created to be, you know, liked by anybody. As uh, long as you love it 
as long as you know you gave it your all and put everything you had into it, that's all that matters. So I would say no matter what, just get started. You know, I, I, I did my homework. I went to YouTube University. I bought books. I did, I did whatever I had to do to learn how to complete this process because I told myself I wanted to write a book, so I found all the ways to, you know, get it done. So whenever we really want something, we'll 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 figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well said. I agree with you, Brandon. I truly agree. And it's funny, that first book, I can recall when I published my first book, there's so many things that go in. People have no idea the production. It's like there are literally three different stages of a book, right? First is the manuscript like writing it and, and producing it. The second is the production, right? And putting it together and coming up with the with the final plan of what it will look like to the general public. And then the last one is the marketing. That's the one that never ends. I think of all the three, that number three is the one that is always on autopilot, right? Because yeah. it's just a process, but you have to have faith and heart and just make it happen. I love your message to Kathy and I agree. Kathy, make it happen. So don't let the world... No, you could have, we can be our own saboteur if, we, if we're not careful. And so if you have the heart and you have the interest, yes, there'll be financial barriers and things like that, but those barriers can also be overcome because it starts with self and the optimistic outlook in terms of your overall message. So you remind me something, Brandon, of the two Ps. You know, we need to, uh, on our, or here on Everyday Folks, uh, we have three series. And one of the series that comes on is called Journey into Passion by Anika S. She's an amazing um, host. And she's been running it since we started here five years ago in Everyday Folks. She's doing extremely well. And so she and I talked recently about the idea of passion, but we also added another P to it, which is purpose. Because we can all have a passion to do the things that we enjoy, but having a purpose also is driven. Ultimately, having that purpose helps you define that passion. And so to me, what you're doing, it kind of connects back to your mission, which is to satisfy the hunger for success and positivity enlightenment. I think it's great. And I have a question for you. Here comes one from Wendell. Wendell wants to know, I need to get a copy of this book, he says. Do you have future books in the works? Yes, sir, Wendell. Uh, thank you so much for your support, brother. I really appreciate it. Uh, like Billy said, you can check out the uh, you know books at www.startetan.com. You can check it out right now. Uh, yes, sir. I'm uh, I'm working on you know some other things right now, and uh, you know I will share that you know Ghetto Conscious is going to be a series, so it doesn't you know start and end with this particular one. Uh, it's going to be more to come, and um, I'm really excited about the next one. Uh, I think I have you know even better you know uh, things up my sleeve, so I'm just looking forward to you know getting it out you know in the near future you know for you all to you know digest. Mm, great job. And Diane wants to know, Brandon, she says, I was a basketball athlete in high school and college. And she says, How, does the book share this aspect of your life as well? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, not at this point. Um, that's why it's a series. Uh, I'm going to touch on, you know, the different, you know, points of my life, especially the ones mm-hmm. that were significant to, you know, the specific, you know, subject matter of, mm-hmm. you know, the book that, you know, I'm choosing to write. So uh, it alludes to, you know, a little bit of it, you know, in the beginning. Um, but just, you know, thinking, you know, these opportunities and stuff like that. And also, you know, towards the end, you know, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of the, you know, coaches and people that, you know, uh, helped me get, you know, where I was, 
you know, going. You know, there was a lot of, you know, instrumental people in my life, you know, besides my, you know, dad and, you know, family members, you know, there was other people outside of that, you know, like they said, it takes a village. And, you know, we definitely had a lot of good people, you know, that was supportive of me, you know, within the community that I, you know, grew up in. It's amazing. And, you know, that village continues to grow, doesn't it, Brandon? As we go through yep. life, you know, we always, I always say this, and I've been in my career for 24 years now, and I still say I have mentors and I have individuals, motivators, influencers who really help make me be a better Billy. And so long as we breathe and we continue to thrive, we're always on that striving, you know, we're striving for success, but the community in which we keep for ourselves is so paramount to that growth as well. It truly is. Folks, you are listening live to Brandon Vega here, who is the author of Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel. And we're about 20 minutes in, uh, fewer than 20 minutes left on the show, actually. And we want to do our best to make sure we're getting you, giving you an opportunity to get your questions in. So we're going to do our best. Brandon, we're going to do well here. We got a lot of time and there are a lot of good questions here. I have to tell you, I get a lot of great guests who come on the show. You and Dr. Morris were good examples because I had lots of questions coming in to a point where I'm like, you know what, I, I got to squeeze this in. So we start doing this rapid spitfire toward the end. But I think tonight the conversation is the vibe is just good and the message is very clear, folks. We need to start eating. And here comes the next question, Brandon. It's from Denver. Denver is one of our favorite listeners, Brandon. Check this out. And, and regulars. He, oh, and see, I know Denver, you're going to ask this hard question. Here it goes, Brandon. Ready for it? Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Name one thing you haven't done yet that you want to do. It could be professionally or personally. I want to go to Africa. I want to go to Africa. <laughs> I, I hear you. I want to go. I want to go to the pyramids of Giza. Mm. That's a great trip. That's that that's and that's both professional and personal by far. I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, but more personal than anything. It's personal. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you, brother. I hear you. And you know what's funny? I, and folks, you heard it here right here on Everyday Folks. You know, he has a series going here with this Ghetto Conscious series and you in, in the Eaton series. You should, wouldn't it be great to see a future story that reflects of a little boy going to his first trip to Africa? That would be super awesome, actually. I could see that happening. I surely can. Thanks, Denver. <laughs> Thank God has a question. Oh, yeah. Scott has another question for you. So Scott asks, Many youth use athletics as an outlet. It helped me in my darkest hours when I was a kid. What advice do you get? Do you offer kids who are struggling and who may not fully comprehend the potential they possess? Ooh, wow, man! I was one of those kids, man, where you know I had to dig deep. Uh, but you know, again, we. You know, those who are, who are chosen, you know, they possess they possess that, you know, that 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 thing within them that that tells them, you know, let's go. So uh, you have to dig really deep to know who you are, to know that you're, you know, greater than you think. And um, you know, sports is is a great navigational tool. You know, uh, like I said, it ended me up in in college when I never thought I would end up there. You know, you couldn't give me a a roadmap to college because I didn't think I was going. But, you know, uh, like I say, you know, sports play a huge, you know, part in, in our lives, especially coming from the communities we come from because these are some of the, you know, only opportunities we'll ever really get, you know, to freedom. And, and 
when I say freedom, I mean financially, you know, if we are lucky enough, you know, to make it to the highest level, you know. So, man, that's a that's a phenomenal question. It is. It is. It has me thinking too, Brandon. When we think about – it's so – we're so – especially when you're we read certain stages in your life when whatever was dark has gone behind you, we never forget it, right? We never forget mm-hmm. it. And moments like that, when questions come in like that, they really make you just take that moment for in, of introspection just to really center yourself and start recognizing, wow, I, I have grown. Things could be worse, and I am here in the now. So what can I do with my now? Well, you're doing it. You're clearly doing great things. And, and Scott, I hope that Brandon's story inspires you to really do the same as well. You know, you can never be too tired of doing good. There's plenty of time and room if you've got the energy and the means to, to make a contribution. And it doesn't have to be monetary. There are so many, there's such a critical need in our world today. So, Brandon, this next question is from Maria. I'll read it slowly. Of all the life lessons you gained, what's the one life lesson that has stayed with you throughout the years? Oh, thank you, Maria. That's a great question as well. Um, I think one life lesson that, especially in this current moment in my life, that I would say stands out to me is, you know, my father always reminded me that no, don't nobody owe me anything. Um, so just making sure that everything that I'm working for, you know, I'm ultimately going to take, you know, uh, you know, because, again, nobody don't owe it, you know, to me. Nobody's going to give it to me. You know, I have to do everything that I have to do to get where I'm trying to go. So uh, I think that's, you know, something that, you know, continues to motivate me and inspire me, you know, uh, because, again, I have, you know, a son that, you know, I'm working extremely hard for to, you know, lay the foundation so, you know, his life, you know, will be a little smoother, you know, than mine, you know. Uh, So, you know, nobody on me anything is uh, something that will always stick with me. Oh, that's a great that's a great segue actually to the next question, which is from Derek. Derek wants to know, my mother told me to be honorable in all that I do. After this life is done for you, Brandon and Billy, what legacy do you hope to leave for others to follow? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh you know, as you can see on the cover of my book, uh, Billy. You know, mm-hmm. my name is etched in stone. My name is not noticeable. My name is not the same size as the title. Usually when you pick up a book, you can recognize the author name as soon as you grab it. But mine is not as recognizable because it's carved in the stone. And if you know anything about stone, you know how difficult it is to put your name in it, let alone anything. So basically, you know, I've, I've already solidified myself in this, you know, in this life where, you know, this, this work will live way longer than I will. And uh, these these lessons and, you know, this story will be left behind for generations to come. So, uh, you know, there's a Cuban, you know, proverb that says, you know, you uh, when you do these three things in life, you 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 made it. And that's plan a plan a plan a tree, have a child and write a book. And I've done all three in my life. So although I'm not ready to kick the bucket, you know, we got a long time to be here and, you know, produce great work and leave great work behind, you know, I've already accomplished those three things. So, um, you know, I just want to make sure that those, you know, little boys and little girls that look like me understand that we're not, you know, confined to just, you know, being athletes and entertainers and, you know, drug dealers, you know what I'm saying? We, we're way more than that. You know, we just have to, understand that, you know, 
the powers that be have constructed things to, you know, make us believe that, you know, we, we aren't as good as we know we are. So, uh, you know, I just want to be one of those people that, you know, let, let show, you know, those that, again, come from where I come from that, you know, anything is, uh, uh, you know, possible because, again, I've made it possible for a lot of people to say they know an author. So that's what I'm proud of. Mm. And I'm, I'm also proud of the, the testimonies that I've read about your book. Here's one from our friend, Dr. Robert Morgan. It says, it's a book dedicated to truth-telling and resistance. His ability to craft the themes of resistance, consciousness, and renewal awaken a society committed to liberty and justice for all. Vega provides an account of his life challenges through discovering himself and his why. His why. Wow. And that, that's a great way to tie in and bring it all back full circle as we talk about that legacy, right? And, 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 and Derek, that question about legacy is a, hard, it's a tough one because you know, to imagine life when you're no longer on this earth is a very powerful um, space to think, right? And to, to consider, but we all know that what lives must pass, right? But it, even more so when we're gone, it's only when we're gone that when we recognize the, the impact. You know, we won't be here on this, you know, this earthly plane to understand that. But we do recognize people value the, 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 the dead in a meaningful way by celebrating their lives in their, depart, their departure. And, and here's a question coming. And this one's from Stephanie. Stephanie wants to know, I'm going to read this one slowly, Brandon. This was a really slow one. And folks, thank you for all these great questions, by the way. Uh, this, I mean, Brandon is already amazing. And, and you're just making him even more amazing by just these thought-provoking questions that make me think. So thank you, folks. It's March 2nd, and this is getting lit here. So let, <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> and I'm sure Brandon is too. So Brandon, Stephanie wants to know, having a positive self-image is important. I believe your, your book or your website you know, discusses this. I have a 12-year-old son who is very down due to his perception of his self-image. What advice do you offer parents like me who are trying to find ways to help their kids with depression and other challenges? Oh, man, I would, I would, I would, say, I would say, Stephanie, just to continue to encourage him that he's a, you know, handsome young man and, you know, he's a beautiful kid and just continue to, you know, feed him, you know, positive reinforcement, continue to just, you know, let him know, you know, he, you know, he probably has to just hear it, you know, and again, he'll come around to, you know, starting to understand and believing in, you know, himself and, you know, having self-worth and stuff like that. Because again, you know, I think of, you know, all humans to be stars in some, you know, form or fashion, you know, and we just have to be able to see the light within ourselves. So just as a mother, you know, just continue to encourage him, you know, and, and, and let him know that, you know, like I said, he's a he's a good looking young man and I believe that, you know, that that that'll definitely work for him. Hmm. Very inspiring. And Stephanie, kudos to you, you know, and your parenting as well as you, Brandon, for the work that you're doing and the legacy that you're laying for your, your family, your posterity especially. Good job indeed. So Thank Prince you. wants to know Brandon when Prince wants to know, who is your support tribe, like right now? Who's the tribe that that keeps Brandon who he is? <laughs> oh man, uh, the first name that came to mind when I that, yeah, that, that first the first question that came to mind when that question was asked was Terrence Pride. Oh uh, man, he's been amazing and very instrumental in my life mm-hmm. in the last you know seven months. I've only been knowing him 
but he's been very instrumental in keeping me in check and keeping me sharp. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Dr. Morris, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people to name, man. I don't want to, you know, leave anybody out, you know. But, you know, I have a lot of great people that, you know, when I really think about it, I could just pick up the phone and call or I could go see personally. You know, sometimes when you're going through life, you worry about the things that you don't have and you, you know, hardly to take a second to see, you know, all the things that you do have. And like I say, man, um, I have a wonderful support system when I truly, truly, you know, analyze my situation, understanding that, you know, some people don't have the same situation as me. So that's why, you know, I take, you know, it's serious to, you know, fulfill my, you know, my, my, my purpose, you know, in, in this life because I have all the things around me to ensure that I'm successful. I just need to do what I need to do to make sure I'm, you know, stay, uh, staying the course. Wow. Impressive. Impressive indeed. Ron wants to know, I like, he says, I like the idea of taking action. You, you both mentioned it earlier in the show. Um, when we mentioned that is Brandon, when we talked about one of the principles from Eaton. But how do you take action when the circumstances don't allow you to? How do you overcome self-doubt? That's another thing that I truly, you know, fought, you know, uh, you know, not really believing in myself. You know, it's hard sometimes. You, you know, you cage yourself up, you know, mentally, but you Mm -hmm. really don't even Mm -hmm. believe in yourself. And and sometimes it don't even matter if people are, you know, kind of encouraging. Like I just, you know, said earlier, you know, with Stephanie and her son, you know, sometimes as a, you know, person, you have to just dig deep and understand within yourself that you were created to do great things. You know, we all were, you know, great ideas. That's why we were able to come to life, you know. And, again, we are all here to fulfill some sort of a purpose. Uh, every Everyone has one, you know, even in tragic moments, you know, uh, you know, as, as those things happen, you know, all it does is, you know, shifts the tectonic plates up up under the ground to, you know, you know, reconstruct the universe and, you know, put people in positions that they need to be in. And uh, I know I just said a whole lot in that where, you know, people might get lost, but I just simply mean like, you know, in good and bad, we just have to understand that we all have purposes to fulfill and we have to overcome, you know, any obstacle or hurdle that, you know, comes in our way because, again, we were put, you know, on this earth to, you know, finish our race. Mm. Well said. So well said. And Brandon, you know, as I listen to you, I recognize this, you know, publishing books is definitely your, 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 your destiny. But I could also see you crossing over doing, and here, here it goes folks right here first on everyday folks, seeing some docuseries come out and that, that really takes what you're doing with your work and really doing these laser focused conversations with communities of individuals from maybe the 305 or even other folks who've inspired you because they are all part of the, of the ghetto conscious, right? And so, and how do we start eating? You know, and, and we're speaking metaphorically, folks, for those of you who are just joining us. I could just see you taking all this to a whole other level, which means, Brandon, you're going to have to clone yourself, probably lose some sleep, not have enough time mm-hmm. to have anything for anything you want to do in your life. <laughs> but no, it goes back to that support system, man. And as I'm thinking, I'm also thinking about my brother, Wayne Times, man, uh, DeAndre Burnett, uh, you know, like I said, man, I got Keon Moore. I got some great brothers, Reggie King, Derek Henry. There's a lot of people, all my college teammates. Again, man, I have some great, great individuals that's really backing me. I got some great uh, women behind me, you know, Takia Douglas. Uh, that's my big sister. Um, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. This is awesome. 
But I want to say thank you for coming on to the show. You know, you have been one of the most in, intriguing guests we've had in a very long time. And, and know that, therefore, now as an alum, you got to come back, brother. You got to come back more. So know that the door is open here in the Everyday Folks Radio Podcast family for you to come back anytime to promote, share, and celebrate any of your successes that you're doing. And, folks, thank you so much, Billy. You're welcome. And I, and I have to share, folks, uh, we've already been plugging it throughout, so I'll plug it for my brother here. Please go and check out Ghetto Conscious, Evolution of a Rebel. It's available now. You can go to StartEden.com. That is X-T-A-R-T-E-A-T-N.com and pick up Start Eden. And also, don't forget to go and take a look at some of the other options that are available. Now, Brandon is available for booking. He's also, um, you know, his, his nonprofit is also doing incredible work, so donations are appreciated, too. Please come and support our artists. It's important that we do so because it's through the arts as well that we understand human history, human expression, and we're able to really find meaning in life. And lastly, don't forget to tune in for our future shows. Coming up on March 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is Sprite Talk with my co-host Nadine Tabs, where we'll be speaking very uh, seriously about women serial killers. I know that's such a far stretch from this wonderful conversation we just had with Brandon, but it's one of our series as well. Thank you for listening to us. You may tune into um, our, all of our, our archive, all of the show tonight, the show tonight, and as well as all of our other 200 plus episodes, Brandon, 200 plus episodes of our, our journey here in Everyday Folks Radio are now available on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and as well as on Google Podcasts or Google Play and on the Blog Talk website and as well as coming soon on Spotify as well. Until next time, folks, thank you. And we were going to post on my website, Brandon, just so you know, I will be posting on the website under who I'm supporting. Well, guess who's going there? You, sir. We're going to start eating. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being here tonight as well. And to all of our listeners, thank you for your love and continued support. Take care all. Have a good night.